All right, it's rolling. Hey, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Who the Fuck is Delia? This week we have Alex Dopp. Hello. We have George Coleman. Hey, hey, hey. And this week we have an incredibly special guest, Mr. Benjamin Sketch. That's almost my name. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I mean, there was a moment where I forgot your second name there. So yeah. I went with Sketch. Because Sorry, so you just made up his first name as well. Yeah. Why? His name's not it? Benjamin. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Is this no, news to you? <laughs> is it not? It's not. No. Even I know the answer to this. <laughs> so why are you Sketch Benjamin then? Well, because that sounds cool. That's just for creative purposes. Yeah. Okay. So the way Alex's first name is actually not Alexander. Your name is not actually Benjamin. Yeah, my name is actually Alexander. That's oh my god, your name's <laughs> Ruben. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I thought you were playing a bit. I thought <laughs> you genuinely forgot that. I forgot. Yeah, his name's Ruben. Oh, I do no. know this. I of course know this because every time that I transfer you money in my bank account, I go to B and I get really annoyed because <laughs> yeah, right. I then have to go to R. <laughs> yeah. So I do know that. That's actually why my parents gave me that name. Right, okay. Just to <laughs> fuck people over on bank transfers. Okay. So Ben is, um, well, you are a keyboard pianist player? Yeah. A keyboard I'm a, pianist. I'm a pianist player. Um, I play the pianists. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's for sessions, yeah. functions, been in numerous bands. <laughs> yep. And a uh, videographer under the pseudonym... Sketch yeah. ben, the aforementioned Sketch Benjamin. Yeah, exactly. Go by Ben Gladwin for keys. Sketch B for the <laughs> for the V the VT. For the V. <laughs> for the V. Um yeah, and you did you helped us do well, you did three videos for four videos for us last year for for the band. Yeah, that sounds about right. Two of the trilogy, the infinite video you edited and silence video video you edited and yep. you were on hand and helped I was in there all in the cold. Yeah, on the day. Those first two shoots. Jesus. Yeah. That was rough, wasn't it? And you star in the silence video. You do. Yeah, that's true. You yeah. do. The douchebag photographer. Yeah. So Ben's knowledge is going to be really interesting for this episode because he's coming from a completely different side of the industry to what we've been talking about so far. Yeah. Um, And if you are joining us for the first time, this is where we talk about the struggles and the... I don't know, the day-to-day goings about of upcoming or, you know, trying to do it creative people, mm. musicians and videographers and such likes, anyone really, just anybody working in the creative industry and what goes on behind the scenes, the stuff that nobody tells you about, we are going to tell you about. With that in mind, <coughs> how yeah. are you, George? All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, had, just thinking then that Ben's probably been at more music video shoots than I have. What, in total? Yeah. Mm. Or for this band? For the band, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you actually are. We don't have any drum and drum stuff in the videos, though. Nah. <coughs> no, one, no one wants to watch that, really. You, but you were in the last one, like I was. <coughs> yeah, I know, but I was probably on set, li- I mean, the, the least amount of time as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Well, we addressed that in last week's episode with, uh, with T. We, did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were talking about what, your... My lack of attendance. Yeah. No, well... Yeah. Your, no, it was car, car troubles, wasn't it? Oh, it was car, car troubles. Car troubles, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said that in the, in the last video, your mm. your car troubles amounted to for us waiting for you for three hours <laughs> to you to film a 10-minute scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It was really an oh yeah fuck it was um getting the uh, MOT done wasn't That's it the yeah, one, yeah fucking hell you know how like it was an absolute but I redeemed myself by going to Costco and buying those big pizzas oh, yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Shit. yeah. yeah. So good. you know how like when someone calls you and then you're on your iPhone to reject the call you can say like oh you have these like ready made messages that yeah. like can't can't come to the phone right now whatever you just got. An array of different car excuses to just have ready to send to people. <laughs> <laughs> You're like MOT. Oh, I did MOT last week. Um, traffic. <laughs> Stuck in traffic. It's not worth me coming. I'll just turn around. <laughs> I, I tell you what, though, that that car last year did cause me a bit of grief financially as well. But me too. I yeah. paid. I paid. <laughs> I paid so much out for it that hopefully this year. Will, It'll have a year of being behaving itself. Yeah. Mm. So. Well, for some context, if you go back and listen to or watch, sorry, the last three videos, you'll see that they were all filmed in this very, very beautiful room. And that room is in a place called Vulcan, which is on the Dock Roads in Liverpool. Mm. Dock Roads? Dock Road in Liverpool. And it's actually a rehearsal space for musicians, but we just started chatting to the guy and he decided to show us this room which he said was derelict and was unusable and when we went up there we <laughs> he was right yeah well, yeah he was right but when we went up there we realized that he had this absolute gem that i don't think he understood that he had and after we started filming there it seems like he's got quite a bit of work from it so yeah if you're if you're a buzzing musician and you need rehearsal space go to vulcan yeah yeah so ben well how's everyone doing you all right are you you're good yeah Cool. I'm so man. Um, <laughs> I that. I wanted. You're probably going to come on the show a few times, if that's all right with I you. I anticipate. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so there's there's a lot that we can talk about with you. Um, but one thing I wanted to talk about this week. You just got back. We're recording this on the 30th of January. You've just got back from playing in uh, in the pit band. Yep. Over Christmas in yep. Liverpool. Uh, for how many weeks was that? Six, seven, I eight, was there nine, for ten, 10 weeks. So the show was like eight and a half weeks. Right, okay. So that's what, two weeks of rehearsals? Yeah, eight a week of, of rehearsals, shows. half a week of tech rehearsals, and then right. shows, seven shows a week. So Shit. I <laughs> don't think I'm stepping on anyone's toes here to say that we have never, none of us have ever done anything like that. No. Tech, especially for shows. Like, don't get me wrong, I played a load of gigs in a row, yeah. but not, not that. I yeah. did. Um, in college, I did uh, a TIE show, oh. which is theatre in uh, in education. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so I did a pit band for that. Uh, but so, but that's not like I, w- I wouldn't see it really class that as a professional. What was the show? Uh, it was um, there was a it was a panto, <laughs> so it was around the Christmas period, and it was the Pied Piper. Excellent. It wasn't like. At the scale you were doing it to a vast general public who sure. generally wanted to go and see a panto, not so just it wasn't being... like aristocrats. No, coming in with their opera <laughs> goggles and stuff. No, it was it was a rewrite basically of the Pied Piper, you know, the story. And yeah. you had lots of aristocrats, right? Oh yeah, big time. To yeah, see your show. to see the Scouse Cinderella. Yeah, <laughs> it was mainly the bourgeoisie <laughs> crowd. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what's the Scouse Cinderella like? <laughs> Where's my fucking shoe, lad? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the vibe. Yeah. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to ask because you, we obviously do a lot of gigs with you. What, what is the difference? Um, is is there a difference between what, like wedding gigs and theatre? Yeah, runs? just or general session work, and then and then a big chunky theatre run. You did two last year, didn't you? Uh, 
Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, is there a difference, or am I just am I do I no. just get the impression that you're all sat there with musical scores in front of you and little lights, and you're all just reading it fluently? And yeah, no. Well, on these particular shows, the MD doesn't he doesn't love writ written music, so we're not reading. But the whole thing is it's worlds apart, even though you're just playing music in both contexts. Yeah. Um, it's like for one thing, usually when we do gigs, you just sort of go and do it, or maybe you rehearsed a bunch of songs on your own and then you go and throw them together. Yeah. Whereas for this, it's like the actors have been in rehearsals for like a month before I turn up and then we're in rehearsals for another week. Yeah. And then you go and do the show. But then I think the main thing is that when you play a gig, like, you know, whenever we play Proud Mary, I'm always like jumping on the spot yeah, and I'm yeah. trying to exert as much energy as I possibly can. But on these, you have to pace yourself because you've got to do it again the same day or the next yeah. day forever. And that's quite a big... It feels quite different, just yeah. the knowledge that it's going on and on. Yeah, they, okay. they are very dis different disciplines in essence, but quite dissonant disciples. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, because I remember that when I was doing that show, the Pi Five, a lot of your cues are off just what the actors do. Yeah, true. That's a so whole thing. Yeah, like you know, we uh, playing a gig, a wedding. If we were gonna, we could rehearse something like, oh, we'll do that cool little drop there, but. It would just be me queuing it, or we just have to all look at each other and go, "Why right, should we do it?" Here? Yeah, so does on. that does that mean that you have to watch the show every night? Mm. Yes. Oh. Yeah, you're like locked in tight, and we did loads of um, not musical per se, but like ambient underscore. Yeah. Mm. And we'll be like, we'll be watching it, and I know that she's about to go scary after this line, and then she goes funny for that line, and then this character gets scared at that point, and oh, then this shit. one makes a joke at this point, and we're like reacting, doing little like. That's and intense. Like pulling it in and out and like. And you're doing that because this guy doesn't doesn't like you guys, uh, on book. You're you're yeah. just you're just improvising that or what? Yeah, it's it is improvised and because the actors improvise as well, ah, then oh right. shit, so we're like reacting chilled. to what they do. Ah. And also, you play off the energy in the room as well. So if the crowd are like really finding a scene hilarious and they're laughing loads, yeah, and you basically don't play anything. But if the crowd's really silent, then you do loads of tense underscore if it's a tense scene. Or right, okay. and did they tell you? Did they give you all of this information beforehand, or is that something that you picked up during the process? It's a bit of both, but generally it's like the MD because he's there in the band with us, uh, and he'll he'll be. He, I mean, he's kind of leading it as well. So if we were to completely drop out, he would still be doing all those things. Right. But also, he'll mention it either after that show. Or in rehearsals, you know, he'll be like, yeah, a bit more scary. Oh, okay. uh, but sometimes even in the pit, he'll sort of like lean in silently and be like, come on, give it some fucking do something. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. And was he a keys player? Um, yeah. So you were second keys? Yeah. Or, I mean, he played keys and bass and I played just Whoa. keys. So it sometimes it was like a piano ballad and I was playing it. Right. Sometimes he was playing a piano thing. So it was like... I don't want to give myself the keys too necessarily. I was like a solid <laughs> 1.5. Right, right, cool. Okay. Yeah, that was a bit of a, I, f I felt a bit of a pang for you then when Shell <laughs> said that. So you were keys too. So do we really <laughs> need you in here yeah, right yeah. now? <laughs> no, but I, you know what I meant by that. It's like second keys is normally the guy who fills out a lot of like the chordy stuff, right? And then first keys is normally the one yeah. who takes all of like the solo -y bits. It was fairly, like, because there's four yeah. of us in the band. There was me and him and then there was Emily on guitar and Greg on drums. Mm. And I would say we all had a fairly equal amount of distribution of responsibility. Right, okay. Even in terms of like queuing, like randomly it ended up that we all had certain bits that we would queue. Like say if the guitar comes in first, she would just go. 
Mm. Or there were some bits where in the middle of a song, I would count in the next section instead of it being the MD. And it just sort of ended up like that. Right. right. So it sounds fairly relaxed. Was the other one pretty relaxed in Scotland as well? Uh, yeah. The Celtic the musical. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I'm a huge football fan, so Obviously. that was good. Uh, no, that one was really relaxed. And that one, they barely improvised on stage at all. And we didn't do any underscore that wasn't songs. So it was literally like, wait for the cue line, play the song, finish the song. Mm. It was like super straight. So it's because I would have assumed, obviously, we all went to well, not not George, but like whoa, we, whoa, all to, we all went we to we all went to uni together. <laughs> we still love you, buddy. Nobody knows. <laughs> <what's> <laughs> the slight. George went to Lippo. What you all on about? Definitely did go to Lippo. Still he there. did. He graduated like four times. So I mean, you, were, like, you were I'd, there a lot, to be fair. Yeah, I was, and I just still hope that today that there's someone probably just in their first year at Lippo going. Or someone talking, someone going, hey, have you heard about that? <laughs> <laughs> didn't um, didn't uh, one of the lecturers mistake you for a student once when you were, <laughs> yeah, when you were no, in the bar? When you we were in the lecture. lecture. On the podcast. Oh, did we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, sorry. I don't know if you've heard about this, Ben, but quite recently I went to see China Crisis play live. Nice. Uh, got in there. And then after that, Eddie London came up to me afterwards and said, <laughs> um, I'm surprised to see you here, George. Uh, this was at the gig. And I said, oh, why is that? He said, oh, Jack told me you were coming. And I said, that would be a fine thing. You never turned up for lectures. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> I enjoyed I mean, that. I'm assuming he's not wrong, right? You, no, did you, I, I never did went you, to lectures. Did you correct him? Or <laughs> yeah, did you, yeah. Oh, did I, you? Yeah, and he was shocked. He was like, Oh, I oh. really wish you hadn't corrected him. Yeah, maybe I should have. <laughs> I should have went, Thanks for that 2 1, Eddie. <laughs> but what I was going to ask was so, from where I'm sat, or, um, or where my view of the whole thing has been that if you want to play in a pit band, you need to be. You need to just be like sick at sight reading, yeah. sick at you know, sick level of ability, and <coughs> yeah, just yeah, that's what I think about pick back, pick, pick yeah. Yeah, just be able to follow that kind of thing. I think it's because you associate it with like classical yeah. musicians, but how common? Uh, obviously, two out of two for you last year were pretty chilled. Yeah, there was no reading on the other one as well, but the oh, same really? MD. So they pretty is that a common thing? Like so, no. basically, if anyone's listening to this <laughs> on a pit, who wants to play in a pit band or is yeah, thinking about it, keep practicing their reading. I don't know how Mm. I've fallen into it. It's amazing. Right. Because my reading is quite bad. And it's something that's like the thing that I'm working on the most. But do you not think that that's like a little cheeky secret that like no one tells you about when you're on the outside? Yeah. So they're all doing Phantom of the Opera in the pit band just going, just do fucking fucking do something. (laughs) A little bit of tension. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking do something. Um, (laughs) Well, uh, Emily that was on guitar... Uh, on the show Cinderella, and she's just started nine to five. Mm-hmm. They opened two nights ago. Oh wow! On the that's is it on the West End? That yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's proper. Yeah, it it? Um, I think it's on Shaftesbury Avenue, so which is the big West End the big show West road, End. if you like. So, um, and she um, she got sent the scores for that quite late, so she only got the end of Act Two like less than a week before the start of rehearsals, I think. Right, and she was talking to loads of people like her contacts and stuff and like stressing out massively. Um, basically because her reading, she couldn't like cold read it just yeah. off, off the fly. Yeah. And then these people that were like fairly established in the industry were saying like, even the big, even the big dogs playing the massive shows will ask for the charts like a month in advance. Right. So it might be that although reading is a big part of it, sight reading might not be right. Okay. Just get the shit in advance and then like learn it. And then it. you've got it as, a reference, but not as like, mm. you don't have to have never seen it before. Yeah, right, right, okay. Right. However, I there are definitely probably people out there who do do that. Yeah, and I, the thing that annoys me is I bet not being able to sight read would mean you wouldn't get the job because they'd audition you 
on that. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Even though it might not impact the actual doing of the job. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Well, another side of your like ever so vibrant career recently. It vibrates pretty hard. It does. And I wanted to qu- I wanted to quiz you on this because my life has <laughs> recently come into relevance to this subject. Is so you, we we moved to London last year. You moved also last year. No, we moved to London in. 2017. Late 2017. Yeah. Oh, wow, that feels ages ago. I came out of the womb here in 91. He did. He <laughs> <laughs> did. Um, Don't we all know it? And I came out of the womb here in 91. <laughs> <laughs> he says with a bottle of Budweiser in his hand. Like, oh. That came out as well. And I ain't moved out of this chair since. <laughs> and I won't be moving out of it for anybody after. <laughs> um... But so you mo- so yeah so you moved more recently. You probably moved to London like six to eight months ago, but you've actually been in London for like four months. Uh, yeah, I've been out of town for three months on shows. Yeah, work, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, when you got here, I really enjoyed your ethos of like, I'll just find some work or I'll just create some work for myself. And I think that was super different from my ethos because when I got here, I was like, holy shit, I need to make money. I will do anything and everything as soon as I get here, just to make money for yeah. a bit so I know I can pay my rent. Whereas you went, you were just a bit like, nah, I'll figure <laughs> something out. And you you, you essentially started your career as a videographer. You were probably dabbling in it before then, but I feel like you made stride, strides mm. towards it when you moved to London. Yeah. And I was like, that's really cool. You've just created a career for yourself so you can continue to be freelance. And your career is made up from loads of different freelance bits. Yeah. So I just wanted to like quiz you on that and see how that goes because I don't think everybody realizes that behind the scenes of like a a freelance musician is a whole heap of other stuff. Right, got you. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like they have vibrant lifestyles. Yeah. And I think yours is a very good example of one. So what's the question? Like I just want you to I, I want to <laughs> How's I wanna, it having some hobbies? <laughs> yeah, I want to know I guess I want to know how like how you make that sustainable and how th- how that makes you feel. Because I think if I were to live your lifestyle, me personally, I think I'd be like, I couldn't sleep at night. I'd be a bag of nerves. Right. Um, but then... But same in reverse. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Fair. Maybe everybody, it's like, uh, you heard that, that little children's fable where all the people in the town throw all their worries onto this big pile. Mm. And then after they're all on the pile, people can go and select their own like they can go and select which problems they want right and everybody yeah, picks really their own ones back up <laughs> off the pile yeah, yeah 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 um so how it worked financially was i had a huge buffer of youtube putting me up for like three weeks while i was house hunting which also meant that i was three weeks rent free mm. um and then in liverpool as well i was three weeks rent free living with some other friends so that all buffered quite nicely um and then Mainly what I was doing for, like, so I moved in April, I think. Mm-hmm. And then for all of summer through to, like, autumn, I was just depping with wedding bands. And the way that yeah, that worked that. out, it was, like, I'd go on Dep Musicians in the UK, uh, the Facebook page, and then there'd be a little advert going, like, we need a keys player for this date. And I would send them a very uh, <laughs> eager message that I would, like, film myself talking to them and be like, hi, Emilio. Yeah, I saw that you see you look for a keys player. I'm a keys player. Yeah, I'm based in <laughs> London. Um, 
And then they would be like, sound, and they'd give me the gig, and then they'd send me their set list, and I'd be like, sound, cheers, and I'd look, and there'd be 28 songs that I've never played before, oh. and I'd be like, cool, chiller. So I'd set myself up with Spotify and my keyboard. You'd be like, I know them all twice. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, I'll take that gig, thanks. Yeah, I could play them all upside down. And then, no, none of them. And they and you go, what? Well, sorry, what's the fee? And he's like, oh, it's uh, it's commission-based on the night. It's, yeah. You just put a hat in front of you, yeah. and whatever you get thrown into the hat, you get you can keep apart from fifteen percent goes to the boards, the band. Where is it? Oh, it's Land's End. Yeah. <laughs> it will take you thirty five hours to get there. Yeah. Uh you provide your own transport. There's no car park. <laughs> no train station. You have to walk. You have to climb up a small mountain to get <laughs> to the venue. So you had that one thing with a guy where you were hiring a car for his gigs, but unbeknownst to him you didn't actually drive to which he bitched about he bitched to you about people who don't drive <laughs> oh, <laughs> and no, you were like it was, keeping your mouth firmly shut yeah. no, but Ben was driving at the point at which this yeah. guy was bitching yeah but it was about. no he was bitching about people that don't have cars uh. and I was planning to he was like do you drive and I was like yep and he was like oh <laughs> good because I can't stand these people that don't have wheels and I was like oh <laughs> yeah you turn up with the car with the word enterprise written on the side <laughs> <of it>. yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, this. I think he are, is it, was this a scar guy? It was. The guy was a scar in a scar band. Yeah, yeah. he sounded pretty intense. Yeah. He, anyway, quite opinionated. Yeah. About a lot of he stuff. He was very aggressive. That. Yeah. Did he have a car? I assume he had a car. Yeah. It'd be funny if he didn't, though. <laughs> 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 I suppose part of it is like what you're getting at, Shell, is that you. So Laura Williams, yeah, friend of ours, drummer. She was on the Scotland show with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was on the Scotland. Yeah, so and she was she was at uni with us, and she I've said this to you before, Ben, but she said that when 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 we uh, graduated, and I said emigrated from uni when we graduated, <laughs> when we emigrated, from I, um, we <laughs> were like shitting like ourselves. We were just you know oh, like shitting ourselves about what we're gonna be, what we're gonna do, how we're gonna live. And she's and like, right. Liverpool. And she's like, all right, just you just do it, just happens. Yeah. And then we had the same conversation like a year, like two and a half years later or whatever, because mm-hmm. she'd moved to London, and she said, yeah, it, it just happens, it just works. You know what? I've and, then, met- and I suppose it works because of that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Emma. I don't think she realizes how much of an impact she's had on like my life with that little phrase. Emma, yeah, Laura Laura. has had on my life with that little phrase. By because every time I go on like go to embark on a new big thing, I always just think back to them words that she says of being like, "Oh, you just it just happens. It just you just make it happen. It just happens." So nice, and every actually. every single time I've done something, it has you know it is that's exactly what's yeah. happened. I don't know how I can't explain it, but you just it just happens. Mm. So she's had quite a big impact in that sense. But it's def that's definitely worked for you, I think. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I personally got burnt out, and then I had to change my tact this last year. Mm-hmm. The breaking point, I think I've told you too. I don't know if I've told you about this, George, but I had this one gig that was a Britpop wedding. And the fee was 300 quid. Of course. And I was like, oh, sick, 300 quid for one day. That's so good. And it took me three weeks to learn the set. So I spent three weeks for that one gig. And then after it, I was like, I need to change my career. I can't spend my life learning songs. Mm. It gets to the point where instead of learning like five songs in a day or eight songs in a day, I would like set my keyboard up or whatever, get Spotify on, and I'd be, I'd say to myself, it's like, all right, just do one song. You can learn one song, that's easy. And I'd play the beginning of the song and my brain would already be like, no, it's fucked, stop. Uh, really? <laughs> I'm so bored, like, yeah. before I'd even begun, because I was just, 
That's like so months. interesting because I haven't hit that point yet. Although I essentially do a part of your job, not to that extent. Like you, you, you are a session musician by trade as well, so you do a lot more of it than me. Yeah, maybe, but we've got like wedding gigs in common. Yeah, and that's what I mean. So I, I do a little bit of of your job, but I, so I, but I've never had to get to the, because I've always used the same kind of band who always use the same kind of music. Right, we're I've learning nev- your songs. Yeah, <laughs> I've never got to the point where I've been like, I, I if I physically switch on Spotify and listen to the beginning of this song, I'm gonna die. Yeah. So that's interesting that you yeah, got to that point. I did get to that point, and so now I, I just don't do it. Yeah. I yeah. ask for the set list before anything else. If people really? are like, oh, are you available for this gig? I'm like, what's the set list? That's Is sensible. And then if I don't know like 85% of the songs, I just tell them no. I'm like, you know what? I can do something else or I can be a bit poorer, but yeah. I'll be yeah. three weeks richer in time of my actual life. Yeah. So. Yeah. so much easier for a drummer. <laughs> everything's just yeah. the same is, the same shit at a different well, temper it, it, it is in that bro, that uh, a Brit pop gig should I say if I would have got handed that and oh, yeah. I wouldn't have known <laughs> 30 songs I would have been listened to one and went sound <laughs> <laughs> oh 30 songs learned in about 5 minutes do you remember that story I think I got this from you two and we won't mention names but where they hadn't learnt the first dance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they turned up on the day and they were like (laughs) trying to last minute learn it and then they didn't. So they just decided to just play them the original record. And the bride and groom were a bit annoyed about that, but they were all right with it. So they were playing it off YouTube on their phone. And then the Wi-Fi was really sketchy or something. Yeah. So yeah. it like stopped and buffed. <laughs> and it went back, thought, went back to the start, oh, didn't it? Oh, oh, you know what? You know, I literally, I literally for a second then thought you was going to say you got halfway through and then a fucking ad popped up. <laughs> You know, like no, that would no. be good, actually. You know, you know, like uh, students. Have you tried Spotify? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Or what's the other one? Get on the stock market now. <laughs> Go no. on stock markets one hundred and one. It, it buffered. It buffered oh. them there to start. So it, well, it and it's there to start it again, didn't they? Because it wouldn't yeah. re. It wouldn't play. Yeah. It wouldn't carry on from where it was. Oh, just... These people got married that day. Yeah. They only get married, well, you know, three these, or four these, times yeah, in a lifetime. Well, these two only once, hopefully. Yeah. You know, to each other. So being back in London now. Oh, we're, <laughs> we're back, fucking so hell, we, snap back. Did, we, did you edit that? Or? <laughs> <laughs> so being That's back in London am. now, <clears throat> after all of your, you know, living the high life, yeah. you're back to reality. Yeah. And you've actually got a a base now for a bit. Um, well, sort of. I'm just living with you two currently. Yeah, but you know, well, you know what I mean? Like you've got somewhere to stay for a while yeah. without knowing that you're going somewhere else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not about to go on a trip, which is, is new for it, me. Is it back to that kind of... I'm, you know, I'm going to kind of make a living for myself because I've just been through the glorious, as you all know, I've just been through the glorious, um, you know, task of getting, not getting sacked, but, you know, handing in my resignation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After a awful, awful situation at work. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm kind of in that phase where I feel incredibly lucky to be able to resign from a position that I got to the point was you know unbearable and I was able to do that because I knew that I had other income and for once I actually looked at my university degree and was like you know what thank you for that because I can choose what I want to put my time into so I kind of know that I am probably still going to find another job but I know that I can resign from that job and I don't have to worry too much I can still pay my bills although 
yeah. I am. It is still like squeaky bum time, and I am like, oh shit, I need to figure out how to make money. Yeah, so you, so can... you are a, a very good example of that for me. You know, you're a. In cool. that I haven't got any income right now, and I'm fine. Yeah, sort of thing. And you're just like, yeah, it's cool. I'll, I'll just create some income from somewhere. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> but not having a. D- sorry to interrupt, but sorry. Having a degree isn't what's made you sound. No, no sorry, not, it's not having the a degree. It's the fact that you sorry, have stuff already going on. No, it was it was the skills that I developed whilst at university that gave me a sustainable career, which meant that right. I don't have to be stuck in one career. Not you know, yeah, knowing okay. that I I I would don't have money, any other income from anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I've always got gigs to fall back on. Yeah, I may be you know skint for a bit, but I, at the end of the day, I can do what I want because I've got gigs. Okay. Which is a luxury and that a lot of people don't have. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, yeah. go on. Sorry, I had to interrupt before. It's all right. Where were, where were we pre-intro? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, so I just I just think that you're... I think to the to the outside world, I think it's important that to the outside world that f- the situation that I'm in now would seem like it's so scary. But in our circle, it's kind of like... It's pretty standard. It's standard, <laughs> yeah. 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 And you would just be like, yeah, I'm just going to have to make something work and yeah. I'll just find something to do. And, you know, the ways you go about that is in different ways. Like you're applying some video editing skills. I'll probably apply some art skills and George applies some cleaning skills. And, you know. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, just odds and ends. I mean, my I'm about to undo a little bit of what you've said in that in three weeks whenever it is i've got 10 days in switzerland or two weeks in switzerland or whatever which is a gig that i have no idea how i got but that is going to be like insanely well paid yeah so currently the main bit of work that i'm doing is prepping for that and at the end of this next whatever it is six weeks so between now and the end of that gig i will have earned a solid six weeks wage Right, just not which is just paid for period. the six weeks that you have been essentially not employed. Yeah, like that'll that'll amount to a healthy amount. And that amount is crazy that that shit just like falls in when it when it needs to. Yeah, yeah, I know it's wild actually. Well, you you kind of it kind of makes sense. <coughs> You're that robbing pe- a bank or something. It's yeah. a Switzerland job for ten days. Yeah, yeah I mean, I you know, don't sort of let it that out, but yeah, we're robbing a bank. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a series of banks actually. You're a, opening a, a bank account. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Step one. Yeah. Flight to Switzerland. Yeah. Step two, rob the bank. Step three, lay low for eight days. <laughs> Until the heat's died down. Yeah. Then, <laughs> and then fly Open home. a and bank fly account home. to put the stolen money in. Yeah. At the bank Swiss from banks. which you stole it. <laughs> oh, oh. That would be so good. Yeah, wouldn't it? Who's this work for? Um, it's I got a, call, a phone call from a guy. Mm. And it's mental because he found my... <laughs> Shout out to nowhere. Yeah. It was, I That's was how just, these things work. I was just at home and he rang me. And I... <laughs> I have no, we have no mutual contacts and right. he found my website oh. and my search engine optimization is awful. If you search like London keys vocal or whatever, it would take you about 35 million years to find me. You'd have to go right. to like page 138 or something. Not got a good SEO game at the no, moment. No, it's like, it's something that I have on my to-do list, but mm. I have not to done. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he just, he just rang me and he was like, would you like, you know, does this sound like something that you do and I of course was like yeah yeah I do that sort of gig all the time even though I none I've of al- us ever do <laughs> I've almost never done a solo singing playing gig I've done like one wedding that was just me playing and singing I think that's literally it but like we've done some duo gigs and yeah yeah and I've sang some lead vocals so I was like yeah 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 absolutely sound and then I met the guy in town and 
and he seemed legit. Mate, and so I sent him my passport and it's gonna be like a crazy sex dungeon and they're going to like... It could be, but I've checked the place out on Facebook and it just looks like a big pub. Fair. It's called the Giant Pub and it looks <laughs> like that. Well, you know, in Switzerland, what they say about giant pubs. It's crazy in Europe, though. They've got... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, and I bypass They're banks. That. it's crazy in Europe that they have the money to just like ship musicians out to do that that's weird isn't it yeah Yeah, they love that but they do in Europe though they they have that and they will do that well like Ollie said on episode 2 of this podcast he was like the main difference from touring in Germany is that you get fed and paid (laughs) yeah and that people give a shit yeah no offence to anyone in the UK listening yeah yeah I want to come back to one thing that you said yeah. Which is that guy gets in touch with you. Yeah. It's like, um, I've got a gig in Switzerland. Yeah. You've got to be able to just play on the fly. Yeah. Whatever they say. Can you do it? And you just go, yeah. Yeah. Even though you've never done that in your but life. But the, the, the vocal delivery that I gave that with was like pure Confidence. poker face. Yeah. Like yeah. At, oh, yeah. Absolutely. At a moment's notice, it's like, uh, like I didn't know the phone was going to ring. I'm just playing Spider-Man or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So that's this is this is my point. So... I do that too. And yeah. I've done that in, in a couple of jobs that I still have right now. Yeah, excellent. Like, That's absolutely freelancing work. Probably not the best thing to admit right now, but yeah. yeah. they don't know which... They don't know each other. These are like my mistresses, these jobs. They don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. know each other. And if they ever got to know each other, then maybe they'd find me out. No, if, I'm just on about them knowing this podcast. <laughs> no, no, but like, if you what? do the job currently and you do it well, then it doesn't matter that you yeah. initially lied. Or and I have numerous jobs, so they don't I know think, which one I I'm think... talking about right now. Oh, so my point is right. that they call me or, or or I go for an interview and they say, you need to do this. And your immediate reaction is, yep, I can do that. You just say yeah. yes to do it. And then yeah. you learn. And, and like you yeah. said before, you have this thing where it's like, um, I did I did one, you said I did one hotel, not hotel gig, wedding gig yeah. by myself and then a few duo gigs. And yeah. that's kind of the same thing. So yeah, fuck it. And that's what happens in your head. Yeah. And I do th- I do that as well, where you're like, I've got this, which is kind of like that. And, th- and those things are not legitimate, not really much to do with whatever it is that I'm being asked to do. But you justify in your head and you go, yeah, cool. Right. Yes. Yeah. I like, you know, you can work out how to do it in time. Yeah. So you just tell them that you do it all the time. And one thing that I realized moving to London is that everybody's doing that. Yeah. And this is what people do in the human race. And people say that in in the music industry, they're always like, oh, you know, everyone's just faking it until they make it kind of thing in the industry and no one ever makes it. They're just faking it and faking it and faking (laughs) it all the way to the top. And you hear that and you're like, yeah, well, whatever. But I've seen Justin Timberlake's Netflix show. He's not faking it. He's smashing life. Mm. So you just think that's all just things that people say. But as you get into that area where you start seeing these people who have legitimate companies or legitimate businesses or whatever it is they're doing, you kind of do see the fact that everyone's just yeah ticking along. and just. I, I, I think that most people, when they apply for jobs, don't really fucking know what it entails or mm. what's going to come from it. Yeah. And, I mean, I've been <clears throat> looking at some like alternative f- forms of income recently, which I think I spoke to you two about around mm-hmm. Christmas time. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, your... the drug dealing. You've moved on from the street walking. <laughs> You want to buy an iPhone 10? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so, and I've, and I've been looking at some of these applications and applied for most of it. I'm just blagging it, mm-hmm. hoping that if I say enough of the right things that they want to hear, 
I'll eventually then get in a position to have an interview. <laughs> and then from there, it's right, right, got to fucking read up about this now. Let's get some yeah. shit sorted. Yeah. yeah. But um, until yeah. now, I think most people actually would do that in general. Well, anyway. I think the problem. Yeah. I, do you think normal people do that then? Yeah, well, yeah. No, I, I do. I, I do because I think, I think a lot of people, I hear a lot of people, and this is a constant complaint that I hear mm-hmm. from people who don't work in a creative industry yeah. is that they're looking for jobs and they complain about the fact that every job says you need um you need experience for this job but then nobody will give you experience to get the job yes yeah, so right stupid. so it's always a common problem and i'm sorry if you're when you're in your 20s you don't have experience no. in everything you know so when you're trying to find that job you half the time you probably are just going to be like yeah i can do that and you'll learn how to do it. And then yeah. on your next application form, you can say, yes, I do have experience in that. <clears throat> yeah. You know that's, what I mean? Because that's the, that's the route I've been looking into. What I'm enjoying so. lately that I'm seeing a lot of SpongeBob is... SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> what? SpongeBob SquarePants. I haven't seen SpongeBob, SpongeBob SquarePants for years. And I used, to, I, I used to love it. <laughs> My little sister used to watch it constantly. I used to be able to quote it. But no, that's not what I'm excited <laughs> about. Um, <laughs> that went better than expected. Yeah. Um, what I'm enjoying lately <laughs> is that I'm noticing a lot, well, a lot of things that I'm looking at and looking into are like people are more interested in you as a person and the qualities that you possess as a person and what you might bring to a company than they are with the experience that is on your CV, Mm. which I'm really enjoying and I think is a bit of a millennial thing that's coming about because I'm only seeing more of it in the past like two or three years maybe even today when I, that fucking woman in the bank offered you a job because she thought you were lovely <laughs> i know yeah <laughs> I, it was really nice i was in such a desperate situation she was like come work for us she made me cry when she said that she did that awkward That's thing nice. of, be, of like reiterating and being actually like, no, following no, it through really? like just before she left she was like, <laughs> like you know come and come but that's sick though like that's it was really nice of her. i don't want to work in a bank but it was really really sweet of her to do that yeah well, um, but, well, the reason i bring that up is it proves is, your point yeah p- people are people seem to be about more of the person now you know so long as you have a willingness to uh show that you're willing to do something people mm. are willing to take that on and be like okay well because i feel i i heard some i overheard a conversation in the cafe where the owner was saying um oh, you know, well, it's that constant struggle of finding employees, isn't it? And the guy was like, oh, why is that? And he was like, oh, well, because everybody thinks, you know, these days everybody thinks they're worth more uh, than what they're currently doing. So you can't hold staff down long enough before they move on to their next project. That's cool. Yeah, so I think it's probably really relevant for, for employers to find someone who is really like not you know like loyal and willing but you had that in your events job your first events job do you remember that mm-hmm. and he said you know how long are you going to be with us for yeah. because everyone joins us for a year and then fucks off to london because we get to get all the experience yeah. and then fuck off that's what, what did my I MD do? said that's what your md said on these christmas gigs that i've been doing these last right. three years i literally worked there for a year and then oh, <laughs> you only worked there for a year <laughs> i worked in mfda Shit. for a year and moved to london you just named the company i know <laughs> <laughs> but oh, you can kind of, but that leads me no, to say no, you can kind of see why um our parents and family members go what the fuck are you doing with your life and are really scared and worried for us yeah which leads me on uh, to a little okay. smegment we got a brand new smegment folks oh shit oh shit 
I had a fun point, but go on, go can on, I, can I go, on. Slam go, on. My, go on. You're the guest. My can you say about ten we're seconds. Here, we're here for you. Go, down. Okay, Sing. so you were saying how recently uh, lower-paid jobs, like general jobs that we might be able to apply for, have been thinking that it's more character-based than experience or uh, qualification-based. Whereas I would say in big business, it's often been that way. Hence the idea of the golf games where you get to meet your business partner. That was about you 10 seconds. You smashed that. I have no idea what you've just said. The award. We'll listen to it Something about golf the, games. Yeah, I'll slow it down in post. Uh, but yeah i'd agree like in big business they don't work with the person's past or whatever they just meet the person they have dinner with them and you know these fancy business trips and stuff and actually apparently they serve a really valid purpose of yeah they see how people like one thing people like to do apparently is they see they play things like golf or yeah so they go to golf and when the person's losing they see how they act and if they're getting pissed off, then they're like, I'm not working with this person. Because when ah. there's billion dollar deals at play, like this is a volatile character. Yeah. Shit, that is... Head. Oh, what a head That's not situation. sound though, because I've played golf a few times <laughs> and I can be a pretty chill character, but fuck me, that game is annoying, isn't it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Holy sh... There could be a billion dollars of other people's money on the line and I'd be more chilled out than when I played golf. <laughs> Holy crap. But I suppose the, the biggest... To, to, to that end, the biggest thing that proves your point there is... The president <laughs> right now. You mean this? <laughs> this, this president right now. This right president. now, 2019, right. 30th of Jan. Mm. You know, Jesus, you don't need a fucking qualification. To that. You don't get a qualification in the presidency, do you? <clears throat> yeah. But, well, I mean, that's a whole. But that's a whole He's thing like about the... that proves your point about the 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 being matey boys on the on the golf thing yeah. to get to that point in the first place. You know, to get to that um, to get your backing or whatever. On, on the campaign you know, trail, the, the pre- you don't, you, they don't, they don't get you. Um, and, and I'm not just talking about this president. I mean, you know, all presidents in the past, they don't get voted on. They don't get voted in because they are necessarily the best person for the job from a, a qualification point of view. It's because of the people that pay for the, or, or because support it's, or them financially for their campaign. Yeah, but all because they're personable and they people like them in uh, through that what they see on the, th- yeah, on the yeah. media and in, stuff. Yeah, and that's the same a, thing, yeah, isn't in it? In essence, though, yeah, they are selling themselves to investors yeah. to help them get there. It's the, not, and, and it's not, it's not a qualification based thing. No, no. You know, it's just like the same as getting a normal job, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah. do we like this guy? Like, I, I fucking bypassed about hundred applicants to get the, the one of the jobs Have I've you told got. Told this story on this? Uh, no, I haven't. It's good. Well, so the uh, studio for which I work now, I have done for almost a year. I, you, you, Ben, sent me the advert. I job varied you. You job varied me. Here's a job for you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then <laughs> I emailed them because I wasn't sure how long that advert had been out. And I did a little faking it thing of sending them stuff that I'd produced, even stuff that I'd maybe co-produced or, <laughs> or just... just written, like not even produced. Mm. And... Um, or just some chart records. <laughs> yeah, sending the Spice Girls, yeah, Beastie Boys. You know, a good cross section of what I've done. Sure, and um, quite old those references, but go on. <laughs> and, um, and didn't get anything back, so called them up, got on the phone with them. They were like, "Yeah, come for an interview on this day." Went for the interview, chatted to the guy, got the job, and he was like, "Oh, you just saved me going through about 170 emails." I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Maybe I should have done that without <clears throat> fucking mind blowing that. But I mean, if if I'd have gone in and been a complete knob, yeah, I. It's also that you're really like you're perfect for the job, but well, or I mean, well, that's my opinion. But maybe there's somebody better that was in the emails but didn't 
persevere with the phone call. Yeah, and the phone call but, not only was the thing that that bypassed them all; it was the fact that I was sound in the interview and was enthusiastic and happy and stuff. By like interview, that. do you mean the unofficial like phone call? No, no, I went in for oh, an interview. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I went in for a chat with them and played them stuff. And oh, that's chatting. that makes it a lot more legit. No, I could have played them absolute chart bangers, but and but. It would have, and I didn't play them chart bangers. I played them my stuff. It isn't <laughs> isn't the most commercial thing in the world. But, hey, Dave. <laughs> hey, but like, hey, you know what I'm day. saying. It's my friend you're talking about. Yeah, but, <laughs> but then, I, if I was, a <laughs> yeah, that is weird. He's I was insulted a himself, yeah. <laughs> and I'm having a go <laughs> yeah. defending him. Yeah, defending whilst my honor. also having a go at him. The other part of me salutes you for that for defending my honor. Another it's part almost of me says, like Fuck I. You. It's yeah. almost like I had a go at your third person. Yeah, and defended your first. <laughs> whoa whoa that makes so much sense yeah, that's really weird that, my first person sick. is happy to have you as yeah, an honorary right. second person i don't know what my third person's doing at the moment so he's oh. out there the fairies what's how does second person work in grammar again um moving on oh so, no <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, what's this segment, bro? Oh, sorry. Shell, that was what you did before was in a beautiful little smegway to this segment. So Oh, I fucked that right yeah. up, yeah. Nah, it's so fine. let's 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 just let's just rewind that. Someone give me a rewind. Rewind. When the crowd say both segment. <laughs> Go on. I can't remember what I said. These guys these guys did so well. They were on click. They were <laughs> fast forward. Fast forward. Again. <laughs> Fast forward. So we've got a new uh, segment this week. Um, <laughs> I can't keep saying. That was so good. Does Sounds it have, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Does it have a uh, little jingle or anything? Oh, it's got a little jingle. Yeah. Um. So this is fresh for you, Ben. Actually for excited. You for you joining us. Do you do out by Oasis? Why don't you just go on the air? Is there any chance you can sound more Ed like Sheeran? Ed What's your plan B? Plan B. Plan B. Plan B. Oh. Don't know the door. What's Matt going to do when he's finished with the drums? Is <laughs> <laughs> that the jingle? That's the jingle. <laughs> right, okay. The right. new... The no, new that was just sort of... Really yeah, we just... That's the new yeah. single. Uh, so <laughs> Amazing. Um, this new segment is called... Uh, What's uh, what's Jack gonna do when he's finished with the drums? It's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> based off a, a good friend of ours, Mr. Jack Bachelor, oh. whose grandparents insist on asking his parents every time they speak to him uh, what their grandson is going to do when he's finished with the drums. <laughs> so the premise is. Um, you get a lot of you get a lot of stupid <laughs> shit said to you that you only you only know and can relate to because you're in that industry. So in that little jingle, we've got someone saying, you know, from a like a, a covers gig, like, do you know any Oasis? And it's like we've got Shell singing so we've jazz just soul played covers. Three Oasis tunes, mate. Where have you been? Yeah. Not even that. We Shell singing fucking like Motown soul covers <laughs> yeah. and jazzy stuff, and they're Adler. like, in the, in yeah, the, and they're like, do you know when, do you know Wonderwall? And you're like, have you not been? <clears throat> She's been singing those songs in the style of Liam Gallagher. So I can see why they got very confused. <laughs> Fly me to the moon. 
And then you get the <laughs> you get the classic, um, you know, why don't you just go on X Factor? You've got such a good voice. Uh, like, you know, that oh. kind of thing. So stupid, stupid shit. And there's a lot of this, and I'm sure we're going to discover a lot through talking to different people in different creative industries through doing this podcast. I wanted to ask the room, since it's the first time we've ever done it, but specifically Ben. Specifically. Um, specifically. Yes. I want to just make sure I get my grammar strongly right. Yeah. So strongly right. The, <laughs> Mm. Is there anything that you get on either through videographer work or through the pit band stuff that we were talking about earlier where it is the equivalent of what's Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? Um, We had one the other day. This isn't one that I've ever had before, but it blew my mind where I was in the pit at this um, theatre, the Royal Court in Liverpool, and the way it's set is the front row is like right behind us. So if they sort of like lean forwards, they're looking... We're only like a couple of feet lower than them. Okay. So they can see everything that we're doing. Can they touch? Are they within touching distance? Um, they could touch our heads. Right. Um, and usually they don't, which is good. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes they'll <laughs> drape a coat over the edge of our thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, they were talking to like Emily and Greg who were over on my left. And this woman is sat there and she's, <laughs> she's looking over at me and I've got one giant keyboard right in front of me and another smaller keyboard right on top of that all blatantly within her eyesight. And I've also got a microphone that swung right into my face. Yeah. And she goes to Emily, and, and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I honestly... He's the chef. Yeah. I feel like if I tell you the answer, it also won't mean anything to you. If this yeah. visual is not enough information, then I don't yeah. know what to do for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's... it's I feel like I'd be insulting you by telling you the answer, but yet you've asked the question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gave her the mime, the international mime for keys, where you sort of flap your hands up and down, and mm. she immediately got what I was on about. So how the hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you yeah. should have heard what she said when she went back. She went, he plays trombone. Yeah. Um, he, d- he he was flapping his hands about classic <laughs> sign of a trombonist. That, yeah. I feel like you would be trombonist. Universe, the universal sign of playing keys is like you're doing th- the dance move for Thriller, but <laughs> yeah, each hand is not in time with, it, with the other hand. No, <laughs> I feel like in being in a pit band, you have the luxury of not actually being bothered generally by that stuff. Whereas yeah. when you're playing, I, I imagine when you're sessioning for like you know, for like bands and stuff, like live music. Uh, that is live music. Uh, let me rephrase that better. Like wedding bands and stuff. Yeah. It's it's hella worse. Well, it is and it isn't. I mean, I personally don't like the pit band setup. The really? first year that we did that show, the Christmas show in Liverpool, we were on stage and that's so much better. Playing to an audience that are behind you and that don't really know that you're there kind of sucks. I'm not mm. about that. Fair. Um, is Oh, sorry, go on. And then the video, the video related one that I've had a few times is where you go to take videos of stuff. And I, as a musician, I've also done this to videographers myself, but it is classic and quite annoying where it's like, I'm here to film stuff. And they're like, do you mind if we just get a few photos as well? And it's like, I, I'm holding a camera, I admit, but I don't know how photos work and I never professed to. Yeah. Right, okay. It's not, I mean, it's not, it's not got the same ring as Jack's grandparents no but. but it's an annoyance i can see that jack's grandparents have no idea that he's probably spent almost 50 grand on university fees in learning the drums <laughs> <laughs> yeah or that uh, he's been in kerrang 
he's legit. Yeah, he is, to be fair. Yeah, he is a drummer. Like, yeah. that's your thing. You know, he's not like... And the barrister. He's not George. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's like... <laughs> No, he's no Sorry, George. George. Yeah, he's, no. No, he's no George. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd say. Sorry, George. I'm not, not going to be stepping on his toes anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. uh, Although any- you did technically take his job. You <laughs> 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 didn't step on his toes so much as you I feel broke like, his leg I by feel, stepping on it so yeah, high yeah. up. Yeah, but I mean, you say that, but I don't think, uh, you know, there was a vacancy, basically. <laughs> so it wasn't like uh, he wasn't fit for purpose anymore, was it? So. Well. Like a utensil. <laughs> um, does anyone else have any? Oh, there are some that are in that jingle that I'm sure people well, will I w- enjoy di- I, I was dissecting. Think, I was thinking about it, and I just thought, well, the essence then is a stupid question. And Or like mild grievances that you get. Well, you know? I, the one I was just thinking of that really first came to mind, which I don't get all the time, but when it happens, I'm like, what, what, what do you expect me to say? Is <laughs> when you play weddings and... It's after the second set, obviously, because most people are intoxicated by then. And you leave the drum kit and you go and go and do whatever you want to do. Get a bit uh, fresh oh, air. Oh, no. No. Go to the bar, get a drink. And all of a sudden, as a drummer, because you can fucking definitely tell when someone's playing the drum kit out of time, <laughs> you just hear a, like a fucking, oh, it's just like a car crash of just cymbals and snare. And you go, well, that's someone on my kit. And then you go back to the kit and then their first greeting to you is not of embarrassment or like, oh shit, I've been caught. It's, <laughs> it's this is genuine. <laughs> Can you teach me something? Oh, no. <laughs> and you go, <laughs> you just fix yourself. No, I can't but really. Go on, you know how to play and I'm having a go. Just show me how to do nah, it Now, come on, sit down with me. <laughs> And just show me what to do. Because it's clearly that fucking simple, isn't it? They're wearing high heels, one oh. on a one on a hi hat, one on a kick drum, and it's just like I tell you, no, I no, tell no, you no, no, really, no, no, no. a really funny one. Uh, it, likes to it wasn't me being asked a question, but it was me getting really annoyed at someone who was we'd not even played the first set yet, and <laughs> the, and they just let the um all the wedding guests into like the venue part where we'd all set up everything. T was on this gig as well. He was Deppin for Kez because oh, yeah. Kez was at a music festival. T um, in his most unnatural habitat. Oh playing yeah, playing rock indie. Yeah. Yeah. Indie rock he stuff. did not have a good time, <laughs> and I'm sure he won't mind me saying that. But uh, anyway, so we'd all set up and they'd they'd all come in and then they were, it was a bit of a weird way they were doing the wedding. Uh, they were doing some speeches then and. There was no food, but it was just anyway. They asked us, oh, "Could you just like clear out for a bit? We're just going to do some stuff." And we was like, "Yeah, cool. We're going chill out there." And I had to go back because I left my wallet on my snare, and I was getting a bit of wallet over there. And as I went back in, there's some guy who's just got up and grabbed uh, Pie's guitar, he's, and Fuck. Uh, and he's just like, I mean, it's all one muted and stuff but he's just strumming Still, away yeah. at it yeah and i just went up to him i was like excuse me mate uh you know put that down please it's not a toy <laughs> it's an instrument and if you break it i don't think you've got the cash to pay for it and he didn't because he was so fucked he didn't really say anything he just sort of was like took the guitar off put it down and then sort of walked away and then as i turned my back to him to go just literally go from a guitar stand to my drum kit to get the wallet, he'd done like a loop and came, <laughs> came back to the guitar. And by this point, by the time I turned around, he just had a hand on the neck of the guitar this time, oh, not managed to what? mount yeah, it right. back on. 
So I went, no, no mate, no. <laughs> it's like telling a kid off. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I said, no, go, no go away, <laughs> go away. And and then he he, he went, oh, all right, I'm being <laughs> caught again. <laughs> go literally, away. I, I literally, these words, I was like, go away. And he put it down again on the stand and he walked, and this time he walked a lot further away. And I thought, right, it's safe now. And so I walked back towards these doors, which went into the next area where the bar was. And I just said to myself, I was like, just check one more time. <laughs> I looked back and he was on the stage again with a guitar. <laughs> and this time I thought, right, I've really got to set the message here. I went back and I went, are you fucking stupid? Like that. And he looked at me <laughs> and I was like, and I thought, even if he grasses me up here. And he I'm... said no words and just nodded. And I, said, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I said to him, leave the shit alone. Go away. Fuck off like that. And this time he walked away and I just thought, right. I can't leave the stage. So yeah. I just text everyone next rooms, like, come in, pit your gear away. And I bring was Bring me so, a drink. Yeah, bring, yeah, bring <laughs> me a drink, for fuck's sake. And then I was so worried about my gear, I, I thought, well, he'll find there's no guitars to pick up, so the next fucking natural development is drum kit. And I ended up having to pack down the half of my drum kit just to make sure he oh. just didn't go up there and thought, I'll just uh. twat a few things. And the next time you saw him, he was cutting the cake. Actually, funny enough... was like, fuck off. Funnily enough, the next time I saw him was... Uh, probably about an hour or so later and he was just slumped in a chair. Of course he just, was. Yeah, it was yeah, but that's <laughs> excellent. Well the people's decorum great. at a wedding sometimes. It just it is You've gone up in the world, George. Yeah. Starting in Lewisham, yeah, now you're using words like decorum. Mate, I tell you what, I get I, I get that from Barry, our other guitarist. He, decorum. He loves that word. If it's we're all word. if we're all pissing about at a wedding, he goes, lads, decorum. Yeah. Decorum, lads. Decorum. <laughs> like that. I mean, to be yeah. fair, when you're at a wedding and you're not playing in the band. <laughs> it's quite you you're fucked. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You just get fucked. Or even but if you as, are in the band. But as, yeah. but as fucked as I've ever been, I've never, never had, picked up a guitar. I, like, okay, yeah, but yeah. I mean, as a musician, I guess some some people would argue, well, yeah, you because you know about that, you mm. drunk or not, you'd have this certain respect. But I don't know how to DJ. Nah, but you don't so see <laughs> me going up in Brooklyn, Mexico, <laughs> going fucking nudge over, mate. Let, yeah. let the master take. But control. you know what? You know what though? Yeah. The people who the thing. So your our, our rationale is you're into music, so you don't go and do that because you're respect of respectful of those people yeah. however you hit a certain level of uh of muggle who is like <laughs> who's basically like the, the, like if all his mates are pulling that guy away from the guitar right and he's like trying to grab it and they're like no and then they look at you and they go he just really likes music he's just really into his music no and as if that's the justification for like that's the why that guy goes and mm. does that yeah. and that's another thing that i've got in that jingle of those people who are like um if you tell them to move at a gig or something and you're like, sorry, we're about to set up here. Is it all right if you just move to just there? And, and as they're moving, they're like, do you need any backing vocals? Well, oh, I can do the triangle yeah. if Why you need are they it. always from London? I don't know, because George is here and it's easy to do that accent. Yeah, it, because when you start... Hey, yeah, mate, I can't you got a tambourine. What did he say? Sorry, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that's why I never respond to anything you say, Shell. Thanks, mate. I'll yeah. wait till Dot replies and I get a general gist of <laughs> yeah, it. And yeah. then I go, oh, I don't oh, know what she's talking right, about now. Yeah. But like, you know, the... The, but do you not the, the think... music fans? <clears throat> I'm really into my music. I really like Stone Roses. But as much like as <laughs> as cool. much as this is annoying from our industry, to um not make us sound like a bunch of like you know snobs uppity twats. Yeah, I bet you any money that this happens like 
I bet you everybody in every place of work has this. So yeah. for example, when you called yeah. Talk Talk the other day and you were like, your, your fucking internet shit, the guy on the end of Talk Talk was like, he just fucking pay more. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, he probably gets people ringing up all the time saying that. That'd be, that's be really mm -hmm. interesting, though, because I want to hear about it from other creative industries as well. Yeah. The, the thing is, like, the videographer stuff is interesting because not, not, not to do with videography, but there's something on there where it's like, oh, can you make it more sound like the demo? And <laughs> I know for a fact, fact that when we were first starting out there were times when we went in with a producer and you yourself oh yeah I know. was like oh, oh yeah my, it just we've needs to sound a bit yeah, more all, like the demo and now stuff, yeah. being a producer on the other end of that you're like oh i fucking hate it when they do that yeah well yeah but that's because you grow and you know you learn these things well yeah there was a point where i was like can you make it? And, and sometimes these things are legitimate you know like I'm sure there are producers that sometimes that they get fed up of hearing, can you make it sound like the demo? But then you're like, well, the demo's fucking sick and what you've done shit, so make it sound like the demo. Like, you know. Yeah. What You know, there, there, there are exceptions to these yeah. things. Like, it's just a funny, it's a funny well, the vocalist says, niche yeah. that we work in. To, the vocalist says, can you just turn up the vocals? Yeah. Oh, but everybody wants their own instrument louder. Yeah, they do, to yeah, be fair. Do. I've, I've, all, I've, yeah. I've actually, I've definitely come to the conclusion <laughs> that... I don't have guitars on anything. <laughs> I've definitely come to the conclusion that you cannot trust a, any sort of instrumentalist when they say, can their particular instrument be louder? Mm -hmm. I probably Including myself, right. including me when it comes to vocals as well. It, can, it can't be trusted because we all have our own ears for that stuff and we know what we're playing, so we want to hear more of it. Yeah. yeah. Smashing. It does annoy me though when sorry, sorry. No, you go. I was gonna say it does annoy me because when um engineers say, Oh yeah, when they when they tell me to put them up in the monitors, but I'll never do. <laughs> that <laughs> like does that, annoy I, me. I think Oh yeah. That's dickhead. different <laughs> because monitoring is you hearing yourself. It's not asking you to turn something up on a track that other I people generally are listening ask to. Quite yeah. little, monitoring so is like me being be like, offended. I need to hear my own voice more. So Fucking turn me up. And I yeah. know for a fact that sound engineers don't do that. We said that in a previous episode as well. We have. <clears throat> Sometimes they do, like. As, as, as a final point. Yes. Because it's one that I've just thought of. Because it was one that I was thinking of today. Because some bastard sold me a fake... <laughs> Sennheiser microphone. Yes. Which I'm in the, in, the, in the process of sending back. You may have parents. We don't know. but Yeah. Um... Banana. What I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> banana in a box. Shell opens it and she's like, she looks at it and does what, what she sounds. actually did. She's like, she goes on Google. It. And it's like, <laughs> difference between Sennheiser <laughs> real or Sennheiser fake. One is not a banana. You'll see. <laughs> you'll see on the fake, you can peel away the skin, the outside layers. <laughs> I would love it if it just said one is not a banana. <laughs> <laughs> well, both are definitely fair trade though but what made me think about it was um when you turn up to a gig and and i was thinking about um you know when you're talking to your own microphone grill and how disgusting that gets and some people scream down it, some people lick it some people fucking shove it in their mouth right and then you turn up to a gig I and about, i always take my own mic to my gig i'm anal about that yeah. and i've turned up to plenty of fucking places yeah yeah, mum. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be why you don't share it, I suppose. Yep. That's what you do with it. I've turned up to plenty <laughs> of places where I've been like, got my own makers. That okay? And the sound <coughs> engineer has looked at me like I'm a piece of shit because they're like, oh, 
gotta fucking change the mic over. And then they'll say something stupid to me, like, uh, yeah, you can use your own mic if you want, but you know, all of these mics are uh, EQ uh, to the room. E- no, no, all of these mics. Oh, shit. Oh, all, yeah. all, of the, all of these mics are EQ to uh, a Shaw, not a Sennheiser. And I'm like, well, fucking DEQ your monitors, you prick, because why are you just assuming that everybody's coming in here with a Shaw? Right, it's not he's assuming that everyone's going to use his mic. Yeah, well, people are fucking farting all over his mic, so I'm not going <laughs> to fucking use it, do you know what I mean? Like, come on, that's well, ridiculous. You're farting all over why you're would, being so why anal would any it. good sound engineer, unless they were, unless they were like uh, being a sound engineer for one specific artist who they knew used one specific mic, mm. if they were a sound engineer in a venue where they had plenty of different artists coming in, why would they just assume that everybody was going to use their fucking Shaw mic. Okay. Well, I don't know. I, I suppose the funniest thing is the quips that you get back for the reason, the reasons as to why it's a ball ache. Yeah. So they're like, they're like, you know, they've got a higher gain output, so they're going to feed back more. And you're like, well, I don't give a fuck. Just make it well, sound good. Deal with it. Or I've EQ'd it to the room, and it's like, no, you fucking haven't. You have just plugged in a PA. But, and I mean, they might that's have. It. You can never be nah, sure. Nah, bullshit. Ah, we can never be sure. One for the sound techs. And also, why is it always because we're slagging them off? (laughs) Shout out to my sound tech crew. (laughs) Why is it always EQ'd to a Shaw and why is it never EQ'd to a Sennheiser? Because they happen to have Shaws in the venue. Yeah, well, everyone's got fucking Shaws in the venue. I use Sennheiser, so sort that shit out. They're very sure of themselves. I think. The thing that's no. going wrong here is that you're not using Shaw, which, as we all know, is... Uh, I, <laughs> I have used Shaw in the past, and through trial and error, sure? I know that Sennheiser is best for my voice. All right, well, maybe you've got... Maybe your voice is wrong. I can't speak <laughs> for that. <laughs> Let's move on to everyone's favourite segment. Yay! Can we uh, just cue the jingle? I'm just going to press this button. On, I'm just going to... Yeah. I, d- I, d- I, don't, I don't think the button's ready. No, the button's not ready. The, the button's button. a sticky button. This wow, stiff is etiquette. not ready. Stiff, sticky button. This, this etiquette the button is unbelievable. This button over here button for the jingle is, is, is unreal. Super sticky. Oh. Jesus. Unbelievable. Sorry. On a phone so in the middle of recording. <laughs> yeah. Just you know, I'm dealing with a really stressful situation at work right now, guys. <laughs> yeah, but right. Well, you know. Give me a break. We're in a different world right now. This is a bubble. All right, I'm Away sorry. From that okay, stuff. I'm here. All right, yeah, you can press the jingle now. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what the jingle is. You're, it's all right, you've got a good cue. E, who the fuck is Peter Guy? Who's he like? Easy. Right, it was simple. Good jingle. The the audience did not I hear. wondered why the volume was like raising so much in the room <laughs> whilst I was looking at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. bothering to listen to the noise. <laughs> no, because <laughs> that's coming. There is definitely an increase of volume in here. It's making it hard to look at this fucking phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The listeners have no idea what just happened because it's no. just been so smoothly edited. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Um, I don't reckon you should edit any of that. <laughs> <laughs> George... Uh, Go on, take it away. There's a guy called There's a guy called Peter Guy. I don't like him. (laughs) 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 The name works on both levels. (laughs) You know him or you don't know him. It's still funny either way. Basically, we're just talking about music that we've been listening to and brings joy into our lives and sharing it in a positive manner, not just uh, shitting on people. So here we go. Um, what have I been listening to recently? Yeah, go on. I really like the new Foles song. I was not disappointed. I've not heard it. I think, if memory serves me right, the song's called Exit. Have they got an album due out? Or it's something? due out, yeah. Right. But it was it was good. I liked it. I've only heard it... Uh, I think I've heard it twice. I heard it on my Spotify release radar. 
Mm. First, and then it did get played on radio yesterday. So yeah. I got, I've got. That's nice for them. Yeah, I did like that. And um, if you're Bonobo, he's got a new track out Has as he? well. Yeah, and oh, I'm getting on that right now. Yeah. That, that didn't disappoint. Can't remember the name of that. I and these are all up. just yeah. singles, or are they like? Yeah, the, the start recently of it's been a bit more of a single sort of vibe at the moment. There, so, but the good news is, is that there are some albums on the horizon then that I'm looking forward to. It is called Ibrick. Yep, that's the one. Ibrick. And the artwork is fantabulous. Mm. Okay. I'm, I'm really about artwork at the minute. I'm yeah. all over it. Yeah, artwork shit. is probably what's attracting me to most music at the moment. Well, but that's kind of how it works, what? though, isn't it, with this Spotify and Apple Music thing? Yeah. Mm, yeah. You know, you see the nice They're doing artwork. that. They do that now as well. I don't know any sort of more... I don't know if they have to get the artists involved. Probably do. But a lot of now with the update on Spotify when you're listening to a track as well, they have a lot of visual work going on as well. Like it's quite interactive oh, whilst right. the song's going on. Like oh, you can yeah. watch a bit of visuals of it. It's actually quite cool. But yeah. I mean, that. most of the time I'm really indulging in Spotify is when I'm traveling out and about. Do you about. pay for Spotify? Yes, I do. Yes. And there's a new track out as well by a guy called Ryan Adams. And uh, the song is... Uh, Everything I do... <laughs> no, do it for you. It's Brian's ad- uh, Brian Adams' brother, Ryan. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think there's any relation. Um, Ryan, Ryan, their sister. The Cheyenne. song is called. It's got. It's got. Um, it's got a curse word in it. Fuck the rain. But it's. Actually, I won't be. I won't be listening. To it's no, no, <laughs> no. It's actually a really nice song. It's a very pleasant song. Um, ben, what have you been listening to? So, um, I. I haven't been on a big music train recently. I've been on a big audiobook train. But music-wise, uh, one thing I've been listening to over the last few months is this guy, Lewis Cole, who I think I showed you him, Dop, one time when he was going to play in London. And I was like, oh, do you want to come to this? And you were like, no. But he's... Uh, oh, I know the guy. He's a bit like... He's in the <laughs> Wolfpack wheelhouse. When you say Lewis Cole, is it Louis Cole? It's Lewis Cole, like I said. L-E-W-I-S. L O U I S. That reads as Louis, but okay. Well, he says it like Lewis. Fair. That's his name then. Yeah. Sweet. I mean, there's a chance I'm wrong. No. Pretty uh, sure. If he says that's it. what his name, that's what his name is. But just for the listeners, it's L O U I S. That's what his name. <laughs> but isn't, can't you spell Lewis like that? I have so never seen Lewis spelled like that. But it could then. be. <clears throat> I take no responsibility <laughs> for that. It's there. Um, but yeah, he's a dude who's like, he's in the Wolfpack spectrum. Fair. Uh, he, he does like sort of fast, weird uh, funk, and his lyrics are phenomenal. They're sort of uh, he taught like one of his big tunes uh, in at least the sort of like internet meme type sphere is this song called Bank Account, where the main lyric is like, "I don't want to check my bank account. I'm scared to check my bank account," <laughs> and then he plays a little funk tune along with it, and. Uh, and he has one song on his latest album, which is called After the Load is Blown, I think. And the core, like the whole the Brilliant. whole song is like leading up to this big emotional love tale between these two people from the guy's perspective, I suppose. And then he gets to the chorus and it all sort of slows down and he's like, and then you blow your load, it's over. <laughs> now real life's taking over. And uh, It sounds like a comedy album it, or a comedy song. It sort of, it, it definitely has a comedy edge to it, but it's like, uh, yeah, it's sort of like 
It's almost it reminds from, me of He um, did a song for the Lego movie. Did he? Yeah, man. Klaus. Shit. Called Dance of Doom. The way you describe that makes me think of the first Tenacious D album where it was almost comical, but the songs were so good that I, I, I don't really look at them with any comedy value. Yeah, it's along the same lines. Yeah, sort it's like, like, I mean, you'd look if you really broke down the lyrical content of some of those Tenacious D songs, like, I mean, the most famous one is that Fucker Gently. Mm-hmm. But I listen to that song and I think the arrangement's class. And yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. Like you know, I don't really. That's part listen. of the comedy, though, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. I don't. I don't listen to it and get embarrassed by the lyrics. I'll gladly sing along to that and think like that was a great fucking song. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose, I I do remember this guy. Um, you showing me that check my bank account song. Yeah, and I have to say. <laughs> This is one of those moments where I was like, you were like, oh, can I, do you want to come to this gig? And I was like, yeah, well, I want to go to a gig and I want to <laughs> hang out with, hang out with my mate and grab a beer and stuff. And I listened to the artist and I think tickets were like, I, th- I think they were very much, I think it was like 11 quid or something, something like 12 that. quid. And I was like, that's, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's not, it's not expensive by any means, but it's, it's not two quid. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, I was like, oh, well, I do want to do this because I want to go and spend time with my friend and go to a gig. And I listened to the song and I was like, okay. And I just had to make the call and be like, I can't, I can't spend 12 <laughs> quid on that because I just found it so irritating. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> in, and, and, it, and it, but it has a, and I, and I can appreciate why it's good and why people like it. And I was singing the song all night, Really, which is part of the reason why it made me think <laughs> I don't want to go to this because it's so catchy. It's just going to be going round and Fair. round. But it, I would say, because I'm not a huge Wolfpack fan, but I think. I would prefer Wolfpack to the Lewis, from what I know of the Lewis Cole. Yeah, that would make sense. They're a bit less niche. Yeah, he's got a bit of a a meme sort of quality about him. He sort of does, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it is good good at what he does. It's just what he does. Yeah, and like maybe it's partly because I'm a keys player as well, and he's so sick at keys, and that excites that bit of me. Okay. Have you been listening to anything else? Um... Well, speaking of Tenacious D, I just listened to their new album. Oh yeah, you said yeah. you were thrilled. Right? I didn't. I didn't know they'd released an album. Yes. Album number yeah. three, four, four, four. four yeah, it's called yeah. Post Apocalypto, mm. and it's got uh, one sketch in between every song, and all the songs are in caps, and all the sketches are in not caps. Yeah, lowercase. <laughs> lowercase. <laughs> what they? It's not sketches. It's skits. So like them just talking like narratively mm-hmm. in character. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't get anything from it really. There's a YouTube series that accompanies it, which is like an animation, if you can call it that, but there's about one frame that looked like it was done in paint every five or six seconds. Yeah. And um says the videographer. Yeah. Yeah, that's why he's qualified it's, to say you know, that. I've I'm seen to say I've that. seen that sketch. It is someone has drawn Jack Black's face on paint. I think it was probably them that did the video themselves. And then put that on as a frame for like you say five or six seconds and then yeah. Jack Black is like oh cage blah, 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 blah. and then it'll go off and it'll be another yeah. it'll be the two of them on the screen yeah. you know it's like it's not it's um it's really like low the funny thing quality, is low budget the it's um that first album was so good and the second album was good yeah the film one yeah yeah, yeah it was alright it was okay I mean the, for me <laughs> I love them those two albums are amazing <laughs> it was alright no I like it but it was I just think I got into 
when I got into Tenacious D, I, I remember getting a DVD that had that the entire HBO series on it, which was before oh, they had. Sick. Have you never watched it? No. They had a, a they so before they made that first album, they had a HBO series that had all the songs realistically of the first album in the episodes I need to and see it this. is actually a great it's is about, it like flight of the concords vibes yeah it's probably the earliest version of like a duo sort of comedy act with music mm. doing that and it's about i think it's about six episodes go on shell what have you been listening to so i was as you all know i was recently in australia mm. yes yes thank you very much thank Land you thank you yeah thank you um upside down world <laughs> yep and i have realized yeah thanks thanks that's where i that's what i wanted really yeah. um and I've realized that we probably should take our music to Australia because there is a serious gap in the market out there. But <laughs> What? There's not a market that exists? Not really. <laughs> it's really awful music, but they do have a few like cool people coming through right. that my sister listens to because she likes a lot of music. So she sends me a few bits that are quite cool. AC. DC. Oh, I've never heard um <laughs> so like a couple of years ago she sent me through a band called sticky fingers and i was like okay this is cool and i actually really enjoyed it while i was out there but when you come back to the cold it doesn't have the same effect because like it gets more sticky as you yeah. get into a colder climate yeah or? like really like gets all over your hands yeah. like gets in your hair and stuff it's <laughs> not great for girls um <laughs> but this this time <laughs> this time she recommended a band called ocean alley and when i listened to them they had a very similar vibe to Sticky Fingers, but I don't know, it just seems more listenable when I listenable these days than Sticky Fingers does. And I can't describe it. I can't describe it. I'm going to describe you it. You better add do because this is an audio <laughs> feature. <laughs> it is like... Make it what? I can't describe it. It's like... Silence. Stonery, <laughs> surfery rock. So imagine you were a stone, right, with long hair, and you, like, surfed. You had a bit of a six-pack. You could play guitar. You had a bit of a voice. And you start playing kind of... And then you start to playing, like... qualities in my life. And then you start to playing kind of rock music. six-pack, yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah, you start, you start to playing rock music, but then you added a few, like, synths in and a few 80s things. That's right. where we are. Uh, sorry, the band <laughs> the band is not Sticky Fingers. The no, band the band is not Sticky Ocean Fingers. The Alley. band is a band called Ocean Alley. They've probably had Sticky Fingers. Who Ocean are very Alley. similar to Sticky Fingers. So if you do like the sound of Ocean Alley, then go and check out Sticky Fingers. I think Sticky Fingers the, came first. The way you described them <laughs> No, I think appealing. they came first and then the Sticky Fingers. <laughs> yeah, man, that's it. So you've not been listening to anything else? Um, As Shell said on previous records, she doesn't really do music. She doesn't really so, do music. Yeah. No, but I made the effort to listen to that today. I, I have listened to just a today, of... just because you're like, no, oh, no, no, sorry, better no, listen to some music. I've made the effort to listen to that, but I've listened to a few other bits, uh, but not in great depth. I okay. wanted to showcase Ocean Alley and Sticky Fingers for this particular. Well, I'm going to be listening to them. So, all right, cool. I, I think you'd like them, George. Yeah, I probably will. Yeah. What have you got? What have you been listening to, Dot? Thanks for taking the mantle there, Ben. You know, right. the guest taking you two not pulling your fucking weight hey not right. pulling your sticky fingers out <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, i've listened to it quite a bit stop hit me some knowledge yeah come you, at me bro hit you up with some tunes yeah so i'm gonna say that you pronounce his name tim linkhouse tim linkhouse L have you heard of his sister connie <laughs> <laughs> l <laughs> Uh, Connie Linkhouse. <laughs> we, this happened. This is yes. already happened. Tim Linkhouse. Uh, L I N G H A U S. Linkhouse? 
Oh yeah, are they German? Yes. Okay, yeah, so. that house probably. So it's not Lingus, abso- it's Lingus. Oh. I absolutely <laughs> I absolutely, that's not a word. I accidentally <laughs> found his B-sides album which he's put out. It's called About B Sides. Open brackets. Memory sketches B-sides recordings. Um I haven't listened to the album Memory Sketches just yet. But this B-sides thing is gorgeous. It's just loads of this. So like, you've listened to the B-sides before the actual uh, <laughs> that's so album. That's well, yeah, because I only crazy. found it. I found it before I found the thing. That's I love fine. the the artwork um, is giving me so much life. The artwork is gorgeous. We talked a while ago about, I think it was Gustav's album, where it's these like, gorgeous little one and a half minute snippets of n- beauty. What was his name? Gustav. And then this, I think, I don't know what the whole what the actual album's like. These might be huge um, epics for all I know. But this is just like a, a real nice like background music, piano-y thing. Uh, lots of strings and stuff. Something else I've been listening to is a band called Tender. Ah, yeah, I like them. Welcome yeah, back, fear, the, the album's called Fear of Falling Asleep. Um, in their, just so that they know if they ever hear this. Their Instagram targeted advertising, marketing, whatever, worked a treat because that's how I found them. Oh, that's sick. And that's good. It was advertised to me endlessly. <laughs> I was like, I was like, why do I keep seeing this fucking cool. thing? And I was looking at it, I was like, it looks so like no offense to the band, because I actually really like the album. But the 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 fact that their band name is in full capitals and the and their artwork kind of looked a little bit too hipstery for me. Right. I was like, oh, this is too trendy. It sounds very hipster as well. It's very, yeah, it's very trendy. But I just thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'll give it a go. And it's great. I don't it's like really their really good. Though. It is cool. It's really good. That's good. Really nice kind of like... It's good to just see some of that advertising paying off. Really. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, right that... in your face, click bait me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing with it is, it's that kind of side of that alternative indie that swings towards a more electronic thing. Yeah, because I'd say you're, uh, anyone I know, you're not really swayed that way. Towards indie. Swayed. Swayed. Like made out of suede. (laughs) Yeah. A great indie pop. You know what, George? Pop rock band. True. uh, Apart from your terrible vocab then, I'm going to take that as a a compliment. Yeah. Because people often think that I'm massively into indie because I am a white, brown-haired male. (laughs) And... I'm not. So you are. You do have brown hair. So no, I mean I'm not into necessarily into indie. Sweet. So did I say that incorrectly? Sorry, it's not suede. <laughs> no, it's suede. That would mean like you'd covered it in suede. I'd love to be the made material, out of suede like this. That is a shoes. saying, though, isn't it? You're not if su- you were, if you were. No, you just mean suede. You just mean suede. Or persuaded, but uh, you can't okay. have suede. Mm. Okay, fair but enough. Yes, yeah, so you can't. I'm, Okay, and that's the fact. <laughs> so Stop it, trying. It <laughs> falls on that kind of like more ambient <laughs> side of things, and more electronic. And yeah, it's really chilled, isn't it? And I, I really, that chimes with me. I'm a big fan of it. And that's good. As much as I thought that you were some, you know, fluffy, trendy thing, well done, guys. The album's great. Um, I, have a, I have a thought about that. Go on. What was it called? Scared of sleeping. Swayed. Fear of falling asleep. Fear of falling asleep, <laughs> right. Final thing I've been listening to <laughs> is... Uh, a shout out to a member, a distant member, member of the family of the community, is uh, Sam Volo's album "All the Sweetness on the oh, Surface." Of course, yeah. Is that out? out? That's out now. I think it came out a week ago. Oh 
shit, I don't know. Um, is T on that? That's cool T, as well. T is playing on certain tracks. Yeah, he said that. He mentioned that he's on bass a few songs. Yeah, major shout out to the song Adored on that album. That song. Oh, that song is beautiful. Is just pure beauty. Does T play on that one? It is gorgeous. I don't know, but uh. they released a live version from when they were doing the Paloma Faith tour. Mm-hmm. And T's on keys for that, or on synth, or whatever he's on. And it's one of these songs that is just synth and vocal, and then at the end, all hell breaks loose, and it's like power ballad. Fucking. Oh, did they, they play that at that gig that we saw? Of that? Yes. Yeah, they did. It yeah. was beautiful. It slays. Like, I fucking, they, it's great. Uh, the, the the album as a whole is great, and Sam mm-hmm. should be very proud of it, and he's done a really good job, and everyone yeah, involved has done a great job. Album. But Adored is just stand that just stands out to me that's sick i need to check that out um so for me yeah oh, so we got tom linkhouse tender and sam volo all with brand new releases so it should be the first thing that pops up on that note i'm going to bring you to the end of this podcast thank you very much for listening please do go and like and share and subscribe and comment and review and shit and listen ben, and listen. thank you for being here Pleasure. Just George, to whatever. Sorry, whatever, just, you, whatever you're about to say. I was just gonna say, listen to the music as well. Listen to the music. Yeah. Fucking hell, because yeah. yeah. then mean... this podcast, we will have to fucking change the name after a while, won't we? Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I know all the fucking about <laughs> Delia. Yeah, <laughs> never heard him. <laughs> um, and next week we will have someone, I'm sure, or we could have nobody. On. Do we know who we got? Is, is there actually something? Oh, in of the course, this yeah, is of course. We plan water... this in advance. Oh what? yeah, of watertight operation. God, don't worry, it's all set in stone. But you know, Sorry. we're just keeping it a secret for people. And to me. And to you, <laughs> and yeah, to you. yeah. Keep me on my toes. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Ciao. Boys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute.